you for tuning in to the latest message from Island Church. It's good to see all your beautiful faces here this evening. Amen. It's a what a pleasure it is to be back up here in the city. Glory to God. Uh, I love this place. Amen. I love this place. It is such a wonderful. It's such a wonderful land. You know. You know, coming over, coming over that, uh, coming over the bridge, coming into to the city today. You know, it, it was it was something. Yeah, I've been. I was listening to messages. I was all by myself driving up today, so I was listening to to, to Brother Hagen preach to me all the way up here, and and it, it was it was class. As soon as I as soon as I went over that bridge, there is a smell. Y'all know that smell. You know, when you go over the bridge, you know. You know, most people, most people are like give you the mmm when you when you hear that smell. But I tell you, as soon as I smelt it, it was strong today. And it, you know what? It, it reminded me of going over the causeway back back onto our island. You know, in Galveston Island, back in back in the U.S. where we're from. And I'm telling you, it just man, it just stoked something on the inside of me because I, you know, most people are like, oh, I hate that smell. I mean, I love that smell. I love that smell. Why? Because it reminds me. It reminds me of home. Amen. It makes this place feel like home to me. Amen. It gets me, it gets me excited about, about coming up here and seeing what God's going to do. You know, we had an amazing week last week. You know, the presence of God, whoo, man, it was, it was, it was rocking in this place. It was, it was amazing. We got to stay over Monday with our crew. We had a, we had a bank holiday and, and it was great. You know, brother Adrian, he took us around the, you know, the walls of the city here. And I'm telling you, it is amazing to hear, hear God express some of the things that he desires to do in this land. How many of you know God is desiring to do something here in this city? Amen. I see there's a, there's been, there has been division. There's been a spirit of division that's been in this city for centuries. Amen. Trying to, trying to split apart, trying to delay, trying to manipulate the call and the destiny that that's on this city. And I'm telling you, it is time for those things to change. Amen. It's time for those things to change, but see, God's looking for a people to get hooked up with him. And see, God's not going to be the one that comes down here and does it. I mean, see, see he's chosen you. You know, see, he's choosing you. See, he's looking at you and saying, you know, I choose you. He's desiring to use people to do what he's calling to do in this land. You say, what does that mean? I'm telling you, he wants to birth a revival in this place. He wants to birth something great in this land. If we can just posture ourselves, amen, to be led by the Spirit in everything we do. If we can posture ourselves to be, to be so committed unto him, not be moved, amen, at any cost. At any cost. Amen. How many of y'all know that we, that we that we cannot be moved in this day in this age that we're living in? We cannot be moved at any cost. Amen. We can't be moved. Amen. We 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 got we got to you know Lord you know He says you know stake out every every place you you've tread your foot. Amen. It, it, you declare those things for the kingdom. You know, so we don't we don't end up backing up and say no, adversary, you can have that. No, you can have that step. No, you can have that step. No, we we need to get to be a people that are bold. In the things of God. Knowing where we stand in the kingdom. Know the authority that we have. We, I mean, church, we got the power of the living God living on the inside of us. How in the world are we walking in a weak church nowadays? Hmm? I'm telling you, we need to stand up and not, not, not let anything push us back. And I mean at any cost. Value the kingdom of Yahweh over anything. Value his move of the spirit more than anything. More than your family heritage. More than what side of the river we grew up on. Amen? More than our jobs. More than, more than the money in our bank account. Amen? I'm telling you, anything and everything, I'll even say, church, even over your own lives. I mean, do we value the kingdom that much? Amen? That, that it means more that, that you'll submit yourself unto him, even if it does cost a life. Hmm? 
See, this is what the Lord talked to us about. Amen. This is why he gave us a spirit. This is why he gave us his Holy Spirit. Amen. It says, for it to be a witness unto your city, unto your nation, unto your cross-cultural communities, unto every, every four corners of the world. I mean, it's to be, a, to be a boldness, to give us a boldness to be a witness. That, that word witness is that Greek word martus, amen, to be, to be a witness to the fact, even if it costs you a lot. That's where we get the, the Greek word, that's where we get the, the English word martyr, Amen. This is, this is what God's calling us to do, to stand so firm, to trust him so much that we don't back off. That we don't back off regardless of what it costs us. You know, maybe this is why the Lord has, has asked us, you know, because I found it very strange when he wanted us to start a church here up, up in the city. But he said, you know, you know, I want you to start it in the evenings up there. Well, number one, because we didn't have anyone to, to help us out down there in Dundalk yet. But, but he wanted us to do it in the evenings. What for? I don't know. But maybe it's for the first three, four, five, six months that we're doing this until we move into to morning services. Amen. And maybe, maybe he's looking for the seekers. Maybe he's looking for the people that, that you know, would be more committed to him on a Sunday evening and then going, then going and relaxing, getting ready for work, going, going doing whatever it is that, that people do on Sunday evenings. I don't even know what it is. It seems like we've been, we've been up here for so long. I don't know what people do anymore on Sunday evenings. Amen. But I'm telling you, God's looking for a seeker. He's looking for people that will get pressed into the things of God. He's, he's looking for people that will get hooked up with him. Why? Because he says, if you, if you will seek, you will find. If you will seek, you will find. He says, you knock. Listen, church, he's going to answer. But do you value the kingdom? Hmm? At what cost do you value it? At what cost do you value it? See, in, in Matthew chapter 13, let's go there. In Matthew chapter 13, you know, the Lord gives us a parable. He gives us a parable here about a man, a servant, that was out plowing a field. He was out plowing a field. I mean, as he's plowing this field, he, he ended up hearing, as that plow went through the dirt, he ended up hearing a noise that he's never heard before. I mean, he could tell it wasn't a rock. He could tell it wasn't wood. He could tell it wasn't, you know, some trunk of a tree. But he, he could tell it was something different, enough to where he continued on, and he stopped, and he moved the plow out of the way. And he got down, and he, did, he dug it up. He dug everything out of the way just to see what was, on the, what, what was down there in the ground. And what was it? It was a wee bit of a treasure. It was a wee bit of a treasure. He opened up that treasure. I mean, he peered on the inside, and man, it was, it was beautiful gems and, and amazing things. Amen. So what did he do? Did he, did he pull that treasure up out of the ground? No, no, he shut the lid on it, covered it back up with dirt. He went back home. He put his house up on the market. He, he contacted the best estate agent in, in, in the town, and, and he sold his house. He sold anything that he had that had any value to it. And then what did he do? He went back to the, to the man that he was working for. He said, listen, can I buy this piece of acreage from you? Amen. I, I desired it. And he, he had, it was such a great offering that he had for it. The man said, man, I can't refuse that. Go ahead and take it. Go ahead and take it. Amen. So what did he do? He went and took it. He unburied that treasure. Amen. And what he, what he gave up, he got so much more. Amen. He got so much more for Hey, tomorrow, will you pull me down just a wee bit there? I'm getting a little, I get a noise here. It's aggravating me. And it says here in verse 44, it says, And the kingdom of God, or the kingdom of heaven, is likened to a treasure that's hid in the field. When, when, a man hath, when a man hath found, he hides it for the joy thereof. And he goes out and he sells all that he has that he can buy that field. 
You know, see, that's one interpretation of it. You know, another interpretation of that, amen, is that, is that you know, the world is that field, amen, and people are that treasure. And Jesus is the one that's going out plowing that field. And, and what did he do? He gave up everything he had to get that treasure, which is you. Amen. But see, whichever interpretation or whichever way the Holy Spirit leads you on this verse, the thing I'm trying to get across to you is, what are you willing to give up for the kingdom? What are you willing to give up for him? Will you give up everything? Because I'm telling you, church, it cost you everything. It cost you. It cost you you. Amen. What are we going to give up for the kingdom? Hallelujah. So you start talking this way and people start getting a little bit, oh, I don't know, is he, is he about to take up another offering in this place? And now I'm telling you, church, if we just understand, if we'll just, if we'll, you know, get circumstances out of the way, get, get our needs out of the way, get our desires out of the way, and just begin to focus on what the Word of God says, I'm telling you, listen, church, you know, the Word will change your life forever. I mean, see, in, in, in uh, Mark chapter 10, let's go there too. I'm telling you, church, you can't, you can't outgive God. I mean, I, lo- I love preaching on this verse. It was one of the, it, on, this, on this chapter, it was one of the, probably one of the first real messages I, I put together, and I love it, so I've got to be careful here, or, I, or I'll get off track here. But in Mark, in Mark chapter 10 here, on, on the rich young ruler, you know, Jesus, he met, he met this rich young ruler. He came to him and said, what, what must I do to inherit the kingdom of heaven? I mean, he says, no, just follow all the rules. Follow, you know, the, all the ordinances. You follow them. He says, man, I followed every one of them. You know, he says, well, well there's, one, there's one thing you're lacking. He goes, go sell everything you have and come follow me. Go sell everything you have and follow me. And the guy, the guy walked away because he had many possessions. Or as, as we preachers like to say, it's actually the possessions owned him. Amen. As he's, as he's walking away from there, I, I can just see Jesus. I mean, this, this guy, Jesus was calling him to be possibly another apostle. Amen. Why? Why he, he actually said, go get and come follow me. Amen. And this guy walked away because he had, because he had great wealth. And Jesus looked at his disciples and said, you know what? It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. And it's for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And the disciples are floored. The what? What, what, what are you talking about here? What are you talking about here? Who there can be saved? Why? Because these, these were fishermen. These guys had businesses. Well, who then can be saved? He said, with men it's impossible. With God, with God all things are, impossible, are, are possible. And then Peter, Peter poked up, being bold like the bold man Peter was. And he began to say unto him, hey, hey, Pastor Jesus, we've left everything. We've left everything for you. you know, what, what, what do we get for following you? And Jesus answered him and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you that no man has left house, has left brethren, has left sisters, has left fathers and mothers, or children or lands for my sake in the gospel, but shall be returned to him a hundredfold now. Everyone say now. Now. It says a hundredfold will return to you now in this time. Houses, brethren, sisters, mothers, children, lands, persecutions, and in the next life, eternal life. I mean, in the world to come, eternal life. I mean, I'm telling you, I, I, I grab a hold of this scripture. This is a scripture that, that, that means a lot to me, amen. Why? Because I, I, I left a land. I left an amazing church. I meant to, I, there were revivals going on in that church. I'm telling you, a powerful church, a move of the Holy Ghost, where people sent us out, amen, into the nations, amen. I, le- I left a family, Amen. But see, when we, when we left that family, I'm telling you, his word holds true. Amen. We came down, we came to a place called Dundalk, and God gave us a brand new family. 
Amen. An amazing family full of amazing people that revival is birthed in that city. Amen. And then what the Lord said, you know what? You know, now I need you to expand. I need you to go up and do a city up in the Northwest. Amen. I need you to go there. See, we're not, we're not leaving a family. Amen. We're expanding it. Why? Because God says, anything that you're leaving, anything you walk away from, he says, I'm going to pour it back into you a hundredfold in this lifetime. I'm telling you, we, we need to have kingdom mentality about expansion of his goodness anytime he tells us to walk away from something. Why? Because he's not telling you to walk away from something because he wants you to have nothing. I mean, he's telling you to walk away from something so he can pour even greater things into your life. Amen. So he can pour greater things into your life. Hallelujah. You know, if we'll just forfeit everything that the world has to offer us, I believe what the Lord showed me will begin to take place in this city. You say, what is that? I'm telling you, every time I pray about this place, all, all I see is, is, a, is a, like a little fireball right over this city. And you see like, you see like the only thing I can describe it is like spider webs being launched north, south, east, and west out of, out of this city. Amen. Going up into Inishowen, going down south, going, going east over here into the north and going, going back west into, into Donegal and Mayo. Why? What, what, is, what, what is this talking about? It's about building strong local churches that know how to flow in the Holy Ghost. How many of you know that, that God is wanting to bring revival into this land? He's wanting, to bring, he's wanting to bring a move of God, starting with you people, amen, to what? To, to change the environment we're in. He's wanting to start up strong ministries, amen, that, that are led by the Spirit of God, not, not by religion. Amen, that we can change things, that we can change the culture in the land. Amen, not allowing the, the culture to change the church. Amen, but the church, you know, moving forward, doing everything that he's called us to do. I'm telling you, church, this, this is what it's all about. This is what it's all about, allowing the gospel. I mean, allowing the trueness of the gospel to go out <laughs> from this land back into Europe and awaken the dark ages that are there. How many of y'all know that we live on the darkest continent in the world at the moment? People say, oh, I thought that was Asia. No, 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 no. No, I mean, there's revival going on in Asia. And, oh, I thought that was the Middle East. No, no, I can tell you there's, there's over 18,000 Muslims a day getting saved in the Middle East. Oh, I thought that was South America, North America. No, 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 come on now. No, we live in the dark. You see, people don't recognize Europe. See, this is why missionaries aren't sent to Europe that much. Why? Because Europe has money. Amen. See, this has nothing to do with money. Europe's not okay because it has money. Amen. Europe's in a bad position because they've walked away from the things of God, because maybe because they do have money. Amen. But see, God's away. You know, it, hap it happened you know, hundreds of centuries back, amen, that, that he raised up this land right here to go minister the word back into Europe. I'm telling you, he's desiring to do this again. And he's desiring to wake up that continent again. Amen. Because I'm telling you, there is a revival. There is a harvest coming, church. And the Bible calls it the latter day rains, amen, that he wants you to get hooked up with, that he wants you to participate with. And I'm telling you, it is going to be a harvest. It is going to be where you see people getting sa salvations coming, but the move of the spirit and the word being preached. You know, all these things are going to come together. And it's going to produce the most amazing revival this, this world has ever seen. Oh, what about the healing revival here? What about this? No, what, no those things aren't going to compare to what God's going to do to, in this land. If, if we'll get pressed on. Amen. If we'll yield to what he has for us. 
Man, so what are we doing? This, 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 is why we, this is why we're teaching on what we're teaching on the elementary doctrines of Christ. We're sitting here, you know, trying to teach the Word of God, trying to lay a foundation so we can do the things that God's asked us to do. So we're going to go and continue on with that in Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. So I'm gonna, let me read these scriptures for you, our jumping off scriptures. It says, Therefore, leaving the, the principles of the doctrine of Christ... He goes, let us go on to perfection. Let us, let us get matured up in the things of God so we don't have to lay a foundation again. Amen. See, anytime a circumstance comes up, it seems like, see, none of us have a strong foundation, so you got to go over the basics all the time, over and over and over, and God can't pour out deeper revelations to us. Amen. See, Paul, or the, 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 uh, uh, the, the minister that's writing this word to the church at, at uh, Hebrews, he says, he says, amen, let's, let's, Let's settle the foundations to where God can give us something stronger in our life. You say, what, what are these foundations? Six simple doctrines, amen? It's faith towards God's repentance towards dead works. The doctrine of baptism, the doctrine of laying on of hands, the resurrection from the dead, and the internal judgment. You say, well, why is it, Pastor, that you keep on, you mention these verses every single time we, we, we come here on, on Wednesday evening. Why do you do that? Because listen, church, you're going to find I am very repetitive in the things that I do. Why? Because I want seeds to go forth. I want them to get sown on the inside of your hearts. I want them to get memorized. I want them to become real to you. So when some person has a problem out there on the streets, you're not like, oh, Pastor, you know, can, I need help on this. No, you, you can go out there and you take care of business. Why? Because you have the scriptures sown on the inside of you. Amen? So we started last week talking, talking on the doctrine of laying on of hands. Amen? We found it was very similar to the doctrine of baptisms, right? There's one doctrine. Amen? Whose doctrine is it? The Charismatics? The Pentecostals? The Methodists? No, it's Jesus' doctrine. I mean, we're going over, we're teaching D- Jesus' doctrine. Listen, the church has many different doctrines out, out around the world. All you got to do is go pop into a church. But I'm telling you, there's one doctrine, and his name is Jesus. That's the doctrine we're going to go by. But listen, there's three distinct different ways that we can lay hands on people that are scriptural. You say, what are they? First one is the, to meet a need in someone's life. We gave an introduction on that last week. We'll continue on with it today. I mean, to meet a need in someone's life. What is that? Someone needs healing in their body. Someone needs a, a prayer of agreement. Someone needs deliverance. Someone, you know, needs the baptism of the Holy Ghost. These things can, can come forth by what? By laying your hands on them. Amen. Scriptural. Not just for the charismatic church. It's scriptural for, for Christians. I mean, we can do it for, uh, we can lay hands for ordination. Is there anyone in this place that ever has a desire to be ordained? Amen. See, see, when you get ordained, amen, when, when there is a proof positive of what God's called you to do, amen, what happens? We'll lay hands on you, amen, and send you out to do what God's asked you to do. Amen. Why? Because it's scriptural. Amen. There, you can also have an impartation um, by laying on the hands or bestowing a blessing upon people. Amen. But we are going to continue with, like I said here, meeting a need in someone's life. Now listen, listen, this doctrine of laying on of hands, why do we do these things? This is so we can look super, spirit, uh, super spiritual and we can look like all those cool ministers, you know, that go around laying hands on people and people falling out. Is this so we can be cool like that? Is that why we do it? Amen. No, that's not why we do it. Now, praise God, those things can happen. Amen. But that's not why we do it. 
Why do we do it? There's, there's spiritual laws that are in place. Just like in the natural, there's, there's laws that are in place. There's, there's laws regarding electricity. There's laws regarding gravity that you need to pay attention to. Amen. Yeah, listen, we don't, we don't go jumping off the top of this building and saying, oh, I don't have to, I don't have to abide by those. I'm a Christian. Because I'm telling you, you're going to smack on the, on, the, on the floor down there. Why? Because there are laws that you, have to, that you have to pay attention to. It's the same thing in the spiritual realm. We, there's, there's spiritual laws we have to, that we are associated with that we need to follow. Amen. There is the, the law and the tithe. There is, there is seed time and harvest. Amen. There is a laying, laying on of hands. There's, there's all kinds of amazing things that, that, that are laws that God has placed, um, placed in front of us. Amen. But regarding the doctrine of laying on of hands, there is a law called, there is the law called touching someone and a transmission coming forth. Right? Laying on of hands, having a contact and a transmission going forth. It's as easy as it sounds. Amen. As you place hands, you make contact with someone, there is a transmission that comes forth. What is that transmission? The transmission is the Holy Ghost. The transmission is the anointing, the power of the Holy Ghost getting transferred from one person and to another. Amen. From one person to another. It's called the, the movement or the transmission of the Spirit of God. Now listen, as I, as I remind you from last week, now when we talk about laying on of hands and, the, and this law of contact and transmission, don't, don't get these things confused with that it's the minister, amen, that has some, some crazy power. Right? Don't get confused that if a minister lays hands and people get healed. I mean, we, they, this morning we had some amazing things happen. There was a girl that had, you know, some pain in her chest and she didn't know what it was. Could have been asthma. She, she had no clue. Amen. Laid hands on her. What happened? You know, the Lord healed her. See, it wasn't me that healed her. Amen. So don't get those things confused. It's not, it's not Ryan. It's not pastor's anointing. Amen. It is the anointing of the Holy Ghost. He is the one that does healing. Man doesn't heal. Man doesn't perform miracles. Amen. The Holy Ghost does. Amen. We, we are a vessel. God desires to use us. If we will submit ourselves unto him, if we will yield ourselves unto him, he will use you. He will flow through you and he will wreck the culture you're involved with. Amen. If you allow him to do these things. Amen. But it is not the man that does it. It's not the man that does it. Kimberly and I, we've had some amazing miracles. You know, through our ministry, through the days we've been ministering to people, we've had amazing miracles from, from tumors shrinking in people's hands, the legs growing out. I mean, amazing things. Amen. Amazing things, but none of it was us. None of it was us. And it's all been the power of the Spirit of God. Now, I'll tell you, there are, there are some people that carry a stronger anointing than other people. Amen. Say, why is that? They may be submitted unto the things of God a little more than other people. Amen. Maybe for a calling they have upon their life. But I'll tell you, mostly it's because of what they believe. Amen. Say, so if you will believe, I'm telling you, the Lord will, will use you. You don't, you don't have to be one that's standing right here. Amen. You can be one that's walking down the street right there, and just as many miracles can happen through you if you will believe God for it. Amen. If you will trust him that he will, that he will move through you, I'm telling you, he desires to do it. He desires to use you as a conduit. Amen. He wants to flow through you to affect people. Amen. But we've got to be yielded to these things. We've got to allow his anointing to flow through us. You know, if I'm going to get prayed for someone, <laughs> if I'm going to go get prayed for someone, I, I want someone to have an anointing on them. Amen. Not just, not just someone that's, that's you know, listening or, or yielding under the sovereignty of God message. Oh, I'm going to pray for you for healing, brother. Let me lay hands on you. And if it be the will of God, amen, these things will take place. I'm telling you, I'll smack you in the face. 
Amen. Don't, 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 tell, don't tell me that this isn't the will of God. Why? Well, I know what the word says. Amen. I'm telling you, we need to be mindful of who we allow to lay hands on us. Amen. We, well, if we're going to go get prayed for, listen, let's go to someone that has an anointing on them. Amen. That knows what the word of God says that can allow the transmission of the spirit of God that's on the inside of them to go through to someone else. Amen. Listen, church, I'm telling you, man, Man, don't, don't get focused on the man. I mean, I've been around some men that have had some amazing anointings on them. But listen, don't get your eyes focused on the man. Get your eyes focused on Jesus. Say, man, I wish I, wish I could heal like Brother Hagen. I wish I could do some of these things. Man, I'm telling you, don't, don't stop with Brother Hagen. Don't stop with Lester Sumrall. Don't stop with Smith Wigglesworth. Don't stop with those guys. Get your eyes on Jesus. Say, man, I want to do what he said I can do. I want to I be able to heal like Jesus. I want to raise the dead like Jesus. I want to speak like Jesus. I want the revelation gifts to flow like Jesus. Amen. He is our benchmark, not man. Amen. You're going to cut yourself off short if you're, if you're looking to be like some man. Be like Jesus. Amen. And some amazing things will, will come through you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, you want to go that direction, do you? You know, in John 14, 12, I'll, just, I'll, I'll go there. It says, he that believes on me, the works that I've done, you shall do also. Even greater works than these I'll do because I go unto the Father. See, how many of y'all know that Jesus didn't come down here ministering in his divineness, if that's, if that's a word, amen? He didn't come down here as God, amen? He came down here as the Son of Man, I mean, this is what he calls himself. I am the son of man. I mean, he came down here as a son of man ministering the word. Why? Because it wasn't in his divinity that all these things took place. It was by the power of the Holy Spirit. So he came down here to show, listen, if you can get in correct relationship, if you can get, if you can receive righteousness and get so in tune, so unified with God, listen, then the same things I did, then you're going to be able to do. And see, someone, see, this is where a lot of us miss it. We think, you know, Jesus was able to do these things because he was God. Yes, he was God. Amen. But he wasn't doing the works down here on this earth as God. He was doing them as through the power of the Holy Spirit and a man in correct relationship with his God, trying to show us what we can be doing. Amen. If we permit it. See, otherwise, Jesus was a liar. Amen. If it was God, Jesus was a liar. Why? Because he said, the same things I'm doing, you're going to do also even greater things. Listen, if we have to be a God to do it, Jesus was a liar. I'm telling you, Jesus isn't a liar. I got good news for you today. Anything that Jesus has spoken from Genesis to Revelations, I'm telling you, church, it will come to pass. Amen. It will come to pass full stop. He is not a liar. He is the Lord. He changes not in everything that he does. But but we got to believe it. We got to stand in it. I mean, see, I'm convinced this is why. This is why. Ha. Jesus never healed anyone the same way. You know, see, we, we, get, we get so fixated on people. We get so fixated on formulas. Amen. Well, if we can just get X, Y, and Z correct, man, man healing's going to take place. You know, if I can just confess this, you know, 50 times, then, then, it, then it's going to take place in my life. You know, if I can just do this or if I can do that, then things are going to happen. You know, I mean, no, Jesus never did anything the same way. I mean, if you, you, can, you can follow through here in, in Matthew chapter 8, you know, verses 1 and 2. You know, there's a leper that came unto Jesus. And what did, what did, how did Jesus heal him? 
Jesus said, it says that he touched him and then he spoke to him. That, word, that Greek word touch is a, is a Greek word hoptomai. I mean, I don't believe that Jesus just went over there and laid hands on him. I believe Jesus came and he grabbed him and pulled him in close to him and then began to speak healing into that man's body. And what happened? The leper got healed. You know, you follow on down the, a few more verses, you'll see that... that um, that Peter, you know, G- uh, Peter brought Jesus over into his house and his, his mother-in-law was sick up in the bed. How did Jesus heal her? He just walked up to her, didn't speak to her, just laid his hand on her hand. What happened? She, life came back on the inside of her. She got up and began to serve people. And go in there to, to chapter 9, and you'll see that, that some people, that some friends, they brought one of their men that had palsy, amen. And they came, they laid, laid him down at the feet of Jesus. And, and what did Jesus do? He didn't even touch them. Amen. He says, you know what? Your sins are forgiven. I'm telling you, our Lord knows how to make the religious devils mad. Amen. He looked at him from all the Pharisees, all the scribes, and says, you know what, son? Your sins are forgiven. How, how can you do that? You Only God can forgive sins. He's like, yeah, that's right. That's right. He says, now take up your bed and walk. The man picked up his bed, stand at his feet, and he walked off. Amen. I'm telling you, Jesus never did things the same way. Why? Because I'm telling you, we would be following the protocol. Amen. Jesus doesn't want us to follow the protocol. He wants, to follow, he wants us to follow the word. He wants us to follow the leading of the spirit and everything in our lives. Amen. See, when Jesus spoke, you know, regardless of if, if he spoke to him, regardless if people touched him, regardless if he touched them. Amen. How did, they, how did all these people receive it? Getting a little bit off track here, but how, how did how did they how did they receive these things? I'm telling you, if you want to receive anything from God, the only way you can receive it's by faith. This is the only way that you're going to receive it. I don't care how it came to you. I don't care if the gifts of the Spirit are in operation and a healing anointing came, or you just stood, you read the, you read a scripture and you said, "I'm standing on that," and you got healed. The only way you're going to be able to receive it is by faith. I mean, remember, remember when Jesus went to Nazareth? I mean, everyone, everyone was against him. No one wanted to, to believe. He says that he could do no mighty miracles there because of what? Because of their unbelief. Amen. Unbelief stopped the hand of God. So it doesn't matter what it takes, amen? It doesn't matter how we receive it. It does take faith. Amen, there is a, there is a minister. I brought this up this morning. His name was, uh, his name was Gordon Lindsay. Amen, he did, he did this survey back in the healing revival in the States, which was about, I think, the 40s, the 50s, and the 60s in the States. And he, he, had, a, he had a magazine called The Voice of Healing, and he, and he did a little survey. He got all, all the ministers there, and he said, of the people that get healed, he goes, I want you to check with them and see in 30 days, six months, and a year, and see if they still receive their healing. Amen, see if they're still good. Amen, we want to see what God's doing. You know how many people, you know, that, that it was estimated that, you know, at least the ones that replied back, you know how many people kept their healing? 30%. 30%, I'm telling, I'm probably one of the greatest healing revivals in the world. 30%, people getting raised up out of deathbeds. Amen, cancer has fallen off, gourd has fallen off. I mean, amazing, amazing things that can't be denied. And only 30% of them kept it. Why? Because I'm telling you, you have an adversary that's coming after you. He's coming to talk you out of what, of what you've received from the things of God. And if you allow it, church, I'm telling you, he'll steal everything from you. I'm telling you, he wants to steal your family. I'm telling you, he wants to steal your livelihood. He wants to steal everything you have if you permit it. 
Amen. But see, I'm telling you, Jesus has given us authority. He's already defeated the foe. He's already defeated him. We, we, don't, we don't have to back down. We don't have to bow down to anything the adversary comes. No, we need to stand up in authority. Amen. Stand up in the authority that the Lord has given us. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love these things. I love talking about this stuff. Amen. Faith is good. Amen. Getting back on topic here. I mean, I find it fascinating here. I find it fascinating. You know, when I, as an example, you know, when I touch people, And many of you ministers that have, that, have, that have prayed over people, you can probably understand what I'm saying, but, but sometimes when you, when you lay your hands on someone, you can tell if they receive it or not. Not every time, but you can, you can sense it. Why? Because you can sense a pulling on the inside. It's just pulling the anointing straight out of you, and you can feel it going on the inside. And we're not, we don't go by feelings, but I'm telling you, church, you, have a, you can feel these things taking place. And other times, man, you go and lay hands on somebody, and it's, it's just like touching the back of this chair right here. It's cold. Nothing. And the same thing is like it's like preaching the word. Amen. I can go, you can go preach the word of God, man. Sometimes, you know, it's like you can everything will be going so great, people will be pulling things out of you. Nothing that you're even, you know, planning on saying, but people just pull it out of you because they're believing God. You know, and then other times, you know, it's like you're you're throwing words out there and they're smacking you back in the face. Hmm? It was like that when we came back from COVID. You know, we had our, our core group down there in Dundalk. You know, the guards came in and, and, and shut, down our, shut down our church. They thought we had too many people in there. So we went, we went off into the barn. Amen. Off in the barn and, and poured it down, actually. And we, we began to have church there. And, and our core group was there. And it, it was a class. I don't know. We had 20, 25 people there. And I'm telling you, the presence of God was in that house. It was freezing cold and it smelled like cow manure. But it was amazing. Amen. I mean, God, God was moving that place. And it was so easy to preach because see this, that the core group was just, was, they were just drawing, just, just devouring anything that, that was coming forth. And then, and then you know, they, they released us from that. We went back into the church and we had a bunch of new people in the church, a bunch of people that had been at a church for, for six or eight months. And I'm telling you, it's like everything you're throwing out there is like, wow, you know, come smack you right back in the face. I mean, people just weren't in tune to it. I mean, it took about three, uh, three weeks, I guess, close to a month, I reckon, before things started flowing again. The gifts started flowing, amazing things. People started believing God again. Amen. I'm telling you, we, this is, you know, got to work as a family. You know, we need to become expecting God to do something and he will, if we, if we will, if we will expect those things. I mean, it's just like getting back to, to laying hands. You know, you'll notice the more you get to, to be around me when I pray for people, I usually like to, to grab a hold of them. I either touch their hands or, or put their, put my hand on their head. You say, why is that? Because it seems like every time I touch them, the Lord starts speaking to me. He starts revealing things to me, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, whatever it may be. But he, he begins to start speaking. Listen, he, he rarely would do that when I'm not touching somebody. But listen, I touch them, it's just like the Holy Ghost just wants to start, start, starts pouring things out into people trying to minister unto them. I'm telling you, there's power in the touch. There's power in contact. I mean, this is, this is what the Lord has asked us to do. We don't need to be you know, pushing back for these things. I mean, I've been in, I've been in, you know, I've been in a ministry back for 10 years back in the States as a big international ministry. And there, you know, people would come forth and, and you'd be praying over people and, and you could feel a blockage coming forth. And, and listen, you have to turn and look at some of the, the ushers or the people that came up to, to, to hold on to them while you're praying for them and saying, listen, will you please, will you please take your hands off of them? I mean, you're not trying to be rude, but I'm telling you there, there was something either they weren't believing, they were coming back, they're trying to push back against the things you were praying for. And it was, it was stopping that anointing to go back in forth. Amen. 
Now, I know some of these things may seem like some of the deeper things, you know, deeper spiritual things, but listen, church, these are basics. These, these are basics in the kingdom of God. We need, we need to get fluid, amen, with the Holy Ghost and allow him to, to move and guide and direct us, amen. In, in Mark chapter 5, how are we looking on time here? Oh, my Lord, I'm out of it. I'm out of it. Ah, y'all give me five more minutes. Yeah. yeah, five more minutes. Hallelujah. I know some of you said no. Said you've been going too long already. But give me five minutes. This story is, this is a good, this is a good account right here. This is about the woman with the issue of blood. Amen. We're talking about touch and what, what touch will do. I mean, when Jesus, you know, he came back from the Gadarenes and, and there's a man named Jairus. Amen. He, he bumped into him and, and this guy says, listen, you come pray for my daughter. She's, you know, she's about to die. And he says, absolutely. Why? Because Jesus never denies someone that they'll believe him for something. Amen. So he begins to walk towards their, their house and there's this woman with the issue of blood that came. And I, I love this here in, in verse 25. And I'm not going to preach on this. I'm just going to talk about it for a second. It says, and, and a certain woman with an issue of blood, 12 years, had suffered many things of many physicians. And it's been all that she had. She spent every penny she had and she, she didn't grow any better, but she grew worse. And when she heard Jesus coming into the press, when she heard Jesus coming into the press behind and she touched his garment, for she said, if I can just touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. Amen. What gave this woman the idea that she could just, if I can just touch Jesus's garment, I don't even need to touch him. If I can just touch his garment, I can be made whole. Well, if you go back there to, to Mark chapter three, I guess it's about verse 10. Amen. You, you'll find out that there, there are many people, there are many witnesses, many accounts of, of people just laying their hands on Jesus and, and Jesus, you know, healing, the anointing coming out and, and healing, the Holy Ghost healing them. Amen. And she said, for I can say, if I can just touch his clothing, I'll be made whole. And it says, straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed from the plague. And that Jesus immediately knew that virtue had gone out of him, that power, that supernatural dunamis power had gone out of me. And he said, who has touched my clothes? Who has touched my clothes? Listen, church, this, this is where we need to be. We need to be so anointed, so intimate with the Holy Ghost that, that if someone comes up and touches us and gets healed, we, we have a sense by the Holy Spirit that something's taking place. Amen. See, remember, the same things I'm doing, you shall do also. Amen. Even greater things than these because I go to my Father. Amen. How many of y'all know that 14 <laughs> out of the 19 miracles you know, were driven forth by the people of faith? 14 out of 19 healing miracles were driven for, were pushed forth by the people of faith. It wasn't that Jesus that healed them. Amen. It was people that were, that were reaching out for something in faith. This girl reached out, grabbed his garment. Jesus said, who touched me? Power went out of me. She came up to him and said, Lord, it was me. He said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Daughter, your faith has made you whole. Isn't it amazing that anointing can go through clothing? Huh? I'm telling you, that's powerful. The anointing can be transferred through clothing. I mean, what is that in Acts chapter 19? Paul, amazing miracles. I mean, the revival in Ephesus, miracles are going by. What happened? They, they prayed. You know, he, he was wiping his sweat off his forehead. And then they went and they, they grabbed those aprons. They're laying them on people. They're getting healed and devils were getting driven out. I mean, you say those things really happened. Well, that would just must have been for the apostles. No, no, those things still happen today. Why? Because just like how electricity flows through copper wires, I'm telling you, the anointing will flow through clothing. Amen. It will flow through cloth. 
Amen. If we'll grab a hold of these things by faith. Amen. We had a, you know, there's a, a man named Pastor Batio. He's a pastor out of Bulgaria. Our church down in Dundalk, they, they support that ministry down there. And, and he would come up to our church. He'd pick berries in Ireland so he could go be a pastor the rest of the year. Amen. Why? Because they're, they're in that kind of state. Amen. And he, he had this woman that uh, after, after one of the services one day, and he said, hey, pastor, will you come, will you come pray over, over, this, over this little onesie? Amen. And you know, they told me the story. I, guess, I think you know, maybe tomorrow can correct me if I'm wrong. I think, I think it was the sister of this lady, amen, that was back in, in Bulgaria. And, and her child, her young child, about yay big, you know, about this tall, amen, was in the hospital dying, fixing, fixing to be dead. She was flying back home. Amen. She went, she purchased a little onesie and she said, well, we pray for it. Amen. So, so I, I said, absolutely. I, I, me, it was Pastor Batio. It was my wife. And I think it was Tamara came over. And we all laid hands on this garment. We prayed. We believed God for this. And I'm telling you what happened. She went back home. She laid that on that child. The child was raised up out of the hospital. And I got to meet him last, a couple years ago when I went over there to preach in that, in that house. All right. Why? Because the, the anointing is transferable. Amen. If we will believe God for these things, amazing things will happen. But we're going to have to believe God. We're going to have to believe God. Is there anyone that wants to believe God in this place? Hmm? I'm telling you, we, we, need, we need to get out of this place of stagnation, church. I mean, the church is stagnant. And we believe more what's going on on Netflix than we do in the Bible. I mean, we believe more what Facebook says. I mean, you know, you don't believe anything, you know, ask Google. You know, Google will give you the, the correct answer on everything. I'm, I'm telling you, we have gotten to this place where we need to get focused on the things of God, amen, and allow him to use us, work through us, amen, to, to be able to, to reach our callings and our destinies in our lives. I'm telling you, each and every one of you in here, there, there, there's a caller big, bigger than you know that's on your life, amen. He has a destiny for each and every one of us. It's not just for the pastors or the evangelists or the teachers or the apostles or the prophets. No, no, it's for each and every person in here. Amen. But we got to, we got to get settled into the things of God. Amen. To allow, allow him to, allow him to pour some of the weightier things on us. Amen. That we can be effective in what we're doing, whether that's in your workplace, whether that's in your church, whether that's in your family, whether that's, you know, talking to the neighbor, walking down the street, whatever it is, I'm telling you, you know, he, he, he wants to, he wants to usually to reach people. Amen. For his glory. Amen. Is that good enough for you guys today? I mean, because I think I could sit here and chat all evening with you, you know, but, but I think we'll, we'll close it off from here. So let's just pray. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity, Lord, to minister your word. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for the, for the hearts here that are, hmm, that are cultivated or that are receiving seed, Lord, that's beginning to produce fruit on the inside of them, Lord, that, that amazing things are going to be produced out of each and every person, Lord, that, that's, that's becoming a seeker, that's trying to be intimate, Lord, that's seeking after the things of God in their lives. Lord, I thank you for it, Lord. We praise you for it, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that we are not, we are not the dry places. We are not in the desert anymore, Lord, that you have opened up rivers of living water to flow through, Lord, that, that, that flowers, flowers are beginning to bloom in the desert again. I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for choosing us, for choosing each and every one of us to be in this city to transform this city, to bring your goodness into this city. Lord, that it will be this northwestern hub, Lord, that you've, that you've spoken to me several times, Lord, that we, that we will reach north, south, east, and west around us here, Lord, that we will get, that we will get Holy Ghost fire, amen, moving, moving through this area. We thank you for it, Lord. We, we praise you for it, Lord. And as, 
as is the tradition of this church, Lord, we, we stand on Psalms 91. Lord, there are no evil that will befall us. Neither shall any plague come to our dwelling place. Lord, for you give your angels charge over us to keep us in all of our ways. Lord, that they'll bear us up in their hands as we dash our foot against the stone. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you said, you said, we will tread on the lion and the adder and the young lion and the dragon. Lord, we'll trample underneath our feet because we've set our love upon you. Lord, you said you'll deliver us. You said, I'll set you on high because you have known my name. You said, yeah, we shall call upon you, you'll answer us. You'll be with us in trouble. You'll deliver us and honor us with long life. You said you'll satisfy us and you'll show us your salvation because we are people that are, that are planted. We are people that are seeking out the secret places of the Most High. We are abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. We're people that desire your glory. We desire your presence. We desire your goodness. Lord, we thank you for this church. We thank you for the people that you're calling in, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you are the one that builds your church. And we thank you when you build your church, Lord, the gates of hell, (laughs) they can't come against it. It will never prevail against it. So we just give you the glory, Pastor Jesus. We give you the glory, the apostle and the high priest of our faith. We thank you. We glorify you for what you're doing in this land. Thanking you, Lord, for choosing each and every one of us. We walk out of this place as the ambassadors of Christ. You've called each and every one of us to be. Lord, thanking you, Lord, here at Island Church. We are covered by your blood. We are empowered by your word, and we are anointed by the Holy Ghost. Amen. We are so glad you could join us for our latest message. We are located right in the heart of the city on number 20A Queen Street, and we would love for you to call in and join us. Details are on our website at islandchurch.co.uk. 